Sign up with BetMGM Sports using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 Moneyline wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Say that again. <laughs> I'm so nervous because we have Alana here, and then we have Elena here. Just say and Elena. Just just hit it with a hard E. That way, okay. it's clear who we talk. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so I will do just that. Um, how you doing, Elena? <laughs> that sounds weird to me. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are y'all? How you been these how you been these past six years? Oh my. I don't know when the last uh, time I saw you. Yeah. Busy? It was at a it was at a it was at homecoming. Yeah, you've been super busy. Super yeah. busy. You own you own how many businesses, God knows. Um Quarantine made me stop one so I could mm-hmm. over do o- overtime for work. Uh, still own an apartment that I, you know, would love to sell any day. Uh, I'm sorry, back up. <laughs> you said you own an apartment? Yeah, I own an apartment building. So it's five <laughs> units, two storefronts. Um, I bought it when I was 25. Wow. Let's go. I got it because... I needed to pay off my Columbia loans and like the interest rate on the house versus the interest rate on the loans made more sense. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it's working on paying stuff off. Mm-hmm. I just forgot that I had Clark Atlanta loans, but like I haven't really <laughs> made a dent on the Columbia loans yet. I would love to. I would love to. Yeah. I had loans. Talk about yeah. it. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, my name is okay. She owns an apartment. Ooh, an apartment building. Yeah, I was And then um, I, I just started like a tiny investment thing with my cousin. Okay, mm-hmm. a tiny yeah. investment thing. I don't think it is it's real tiny. It's like incremental. We're not doing nothing yet. I'm a fan of yours. You don't know this, but I'm a I'm a real big. I appreciate fan of it. And yeah, what you like, I like it. And I, I even though I disagree with you, we disagree a lot. <laughs> but uh. I take yeah. what you say to heart, just like everybody else on this podcast. I'll be like, yeah. I argue because I'm arguing with you because I'm like, I value your opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I don't, I'll just be like, all right. <laughs> but yeah. And um, to be fair, most of this stuff has to do with entertainment. Right, right, right. So I'm okay with you disagreeing with me. No, you I mean, just... Disagreeing with me on that. <laughs> I just capitulate to whatever you say um, for pretty much anything outside of that. So, um, yeah. so when you... When you went to Instagram to talk about um, the comments related to Dr. Well, the comments that Dr. Carl Hart made, I was like, you know, I was laughing it off with my friends, but I had to really take a pause and take it seriously. Because I'm like, okay, this is a woman who's educated and I don't want to run down all of your credentials just off the off the strength that I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but um, I know that you're highly educated, Columbia graduate. Um, what did you? What was your um field? My major. Study? My major was neuroscience and education, with a focus on substance use. 
and my thesis was on substance use initiation. So with that said, you had some courses with him, am I correct? So, no, I didn't have any courses with him because he teaches undergrad and then he runs a a neuropsychology or psychology slash pharmacological lab. Okay. And only people who have taken his courses or PhD students or postdocs can intern with him. So because I was a master's degree student, I couldn't in, I couldn't intern with him. But I went to every talk he gave because mm. the man is a wealth of knowledge. Wow. I know that's hard to hear now, but like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back no. then it wasn't. <laughs> no, that's the thing. And so I'm like, obviously, this man, he's a doctor. He's he teaches in a prestigious school. He's a pres- mm-hmm. he's a professor at a at a um, you know a highly acclaimed school. So there's some credibility there to say the least. And so we want to dive into that. And, um, and uh, we'll talk more about that in a second. This is Keith Roberson and you are listening to thank God for the group chat. And it will start in about 30 seconds. This is what it feels like. This is what it feels like. Double disc, 40 on my lap, clap, sound like 40 did the mix, filtered bass, sip coat, like a Michelin star chef, chef. Good song choice. <laughs> Quick, what's your mental image of a regular heroin user? Probably not Carl Hart a 54-year-old Air Force veteran who holds an endowed chair in psychology at Columbia University. He's also the author of the new book, Drug Use for Grown-Ups, in which he unabashedly cops to the fact that he's been a regular heroin user for the past five years and declares it favorite drug for recreational use. Why do you use heroin? Why do people do alcohol? To unwind, to relax. The same is true with my heroin use. I use heroin in part because it's really good at helping me to unwind, to be more forgiving of other people, to look at my own behavior and see where I need to modify in order to be a more responsible person, in order to be a better person. It helps to make me a better person because I can forget about some of the sort of petty things that I may have had in my mind and then holding those things against people. Instead, I learned how to be more forgiving and more magnanimous. Hart writes that he sniffs or swallows his heroin, and he stresses that it's the impurities and adulterants mixed in black market heroin that are particularly harmful. And he underscores, to paraphrase Spider-Man, that with great drug use comes great responsibility. I meet my parental, personal, and professional responsibilities. I pay my taxes, serve as a volunteer in my community on a regular basis, and contribute to the global community as an informed and engaged citizen. I am better for my drug use. The stereotype that all drug users are addicts who can't control their behavior is mostly drug war propaganda, he says, and at odds with reality. Okay, um, so I know that video is about six minutes long, so um, I didn't want to um, waste, well, belabor any more time. Um, so, <laughs> Elena, please help us understand. 
<laughs> help us understand um, why, number one, why he still has a job. Um, <laughs> why um, this, this can be taught in school and what his purpose is. Okay. That was a really long question. Yeah, for I, mean, a, for I know a it's compound, answer. Compound, you know, but, for, but it's a simple answer. Mm. He's not teaching people that they need to use drugs. He's simply saying drugs exist. The same way at the end of an alcohol commercial, they say drink responsibly. You're, since you're using them, because people who aren't interested in initiating drug use aren't going to start, Right. Mm-hmm. just because they're decriminalized. And if they are decriminalized, that means there are also steps to make sure that the purity is there. The issue with most of the overdoses, most of the negative, excuse me, negative cases are compounding factors. So you have poverty, you have crime, you have um, lack of access to basic needs, like being able to get decent sleep because you have two, three jobs just to be able to make ends meet. Being able to make sure you have healthy food options because you live in a food desert, like all of these things. So if you if people took the time to actually read his book and understand how he uses, he doesn't use if he doesn't get a full night's rest. He doesn't use if he doesn't eat correctly that day. Like, and he's not saying I use every single day. Mm-hmm. He's saying he has access to farm, like actual pharma heroin. But, and he also has permissions by federal federal government and grants to make a lot of these drugs in the lab. Mm-hmm. But he has access to those levels, like of pure drugs, so MDMA, heroin, all of that. Um, So he knows what he's using, Mm -hmm. right? And all he's saying is the same way we expect adults at the age of 21 to know how to use responsibly in terms of of cigarettes, which we all know nobody really uses responsibly, in terms of alcohol, which Mm -hmm. we all know in America specifically, binge drinking is an issue. and where a lot of like sexual crimes happen is within that age range of when binge drinking is happening. Mm-hmm. He's saying, if you expect people to be adults, removing access or equi- equitable access to something only mm-hmm. creates a market for unsafe, like for things that aren't safe. And that's where we get an astronomical amount of deaths, not from safe use, not from clean needle programs, not from the ability to test your, small batches of your drugs, it's coming from all of the black market, all of the negativity, all of the, all of the stereotypical things you have surrounding drugs. That's literally it. Like, and he's not telling you use them. That's what people are perceiving it as. That's fine. But like, like, I don't use drugs. And it's not because I have this like rose colored idea of, oh, substances will kill me. It's just, I don't have the desire. I don't really care. I've been around people who use them. You'd be surprised at the amount of people. I mean, I know you all know people who use them. I know you all know people who've used them recreationally or use them recreationally as as Dr. Carl Hart says he uses. So I don't know. Like it's not, he still has a job because that's his job, his job. So um, I have his first book, which is high prices. And um, a lot of people go into neuroscience. Neuroscience is one of the younger sciences, meaning it hasn't been around that long. Right. A lot of people go into neuroscience wanting to, I did the same thing, wanting to eradicate drugs. Like, mm. oh, drugs is the problem in the black community. And like, it's the stem of all our problems. 
No, we believed the hype. We believed the dare program. We believed the just say no. We believed the crack epidemic, even though the disproportionate um, arresting, the disproportionate access, the disproportionate health care, all of that happened way before 1985, right? So it's not until you get into these research spaces, it's not until you're in these, these um, very small spaces where you're doing research with human subjects, which is a rare thing to be able to do with drugs that are otherwise classified as illegal. And you notice like these people are choosing their basic needs before this substance. And these crimes existed before this drug was introduced in mass to this area. Right. So, and then it's like, oh, these police forces didn't even have military grade weapons before this drug. Oh, they used this drug as an excuse to get these military grade weapons. And then they started pushing the narrative of this person on this substance is more violent. Are there substances that make people stronger? Absolutely. Angel dust is one of them. Mm. But, Mm. but you shouldn't be able to upgrade your caliber of weapon because now the black community has access to cocaine where you previously had it at white only water, uh, white only fountains, like at the, the burger joint. So now that the, now that Coca-Cola decided to bottle it only because the um, prohibition, because it used to be in wine, right. prohibition happened, they changed it to soda. Then it was mm. offered at fountains where only white people would drink. And then Coca-Cola was like, but we like money. So then they bottled it. And now black people can have it. And now it's a problem, right? Mm. No, it was an issue before. And as all drugs, the majority of people who use them are white. So it's just, it's not, I don't know how else to break it down. But he still deserves to have a job because his research shows all of those things to be true. And I also understand that he himself, and, you know, for lack of a better phrase, he himself has kind of um, dedicated himself to being some sort of guinea pig if you will yeah um you know it's like so at some point he he weaned himself off of the drug at another mm-hmm. point he um he he because he wanted to experience the withdrawal of it mm-hmm. and, and he also knew it was like well i don't use it like that so i know that um you know my um, withdrawal isn't going to be as severe as someone else's who who is quote unquote addicted um yeah um but I do want to pass it off a little bit because Sharice is looking real pensive. Yeah, right there. yeah. <laughs> I saw your face. Yeah, she's got it. So let me unmute you, Sha. But go ahead. Um, to my understanding, understand I I don't have any type of medical background in that aspect of the study of like, you know, medication and things like that. But doesn't a lot of drugs already like I'm talking about pharmaceutical drugs that are given for what like the common cough and things like that don't they already contain certain levels of drugs that yeah like yeah deem as illegal yep and most of these drugs were created so most of the drugs that are illegal outside of marijuana because it's a naturally occurring substance Mm. um were created to treat a medical condition so heroin if i'm not mistaken is like motrin with i think he said this on the breakfast club which i couldn't make it through that interview but heroin was Motrin with uh, with two um, acetyl groups added to it, um, which is like, yeah, that makes sense. It's a great pain reliever. It's perfect. That's why they give morphine in hospitals. Like, it's, it's, it does its job. Mm. Um, 
So it's, I mean, most of these drugs are created for those reasons. MDMA was created to help therapy and to help PTSD patients. LSD right. was for therapy. Like all of these things exist for a reason and they were studied and then other people who they didn't want to have, didn't want access, didn't want them to have access to it, got access to it. So now you put it on a schedule and you make it illegal and you assign it to a race to then vilify that race as well. What do you say to him saying that um, his heroin use um, attributes to him being a better person or, you know, his um, work life balance or and things of that nature? So I saw that as a challenge, right? Because mm. when you think of work-life balance, it means you're having fun in your regular everyday life. And then you're also showing up to work being peak productivity, like showing up with peak productivity, doing everything you have to get done and more, which mm. he does. Right. Mm. And, and then on top of that, he wrote this book, which I think is his, I think it's a second book, but he also is a 10 year professor, which means he has to publish at least once a year. He's constantly doing research. So to me, it's like at the end of my week, I drink wine and watch a stand up. And that gives me euphoria. Mm. So you need to challenge what you believe is a substance and what you believe is immoral, right? Mm. We're attributing this illegality to immorality. Mm. He's not, he's saying he experiences euphoria. He's not saying he abuses it to the point that he can't even pay his bill. Mm. Drink wine, experience euphoria, experience relaxation, experience the sedation of my, you know, my breathing going, all of that, all of that happens from alcohol because it's a sedative. Mm. Heroin, that happens as well. The difference is it has psychoactive attributes. So then you also have like a dreamlike state and all of that. So I don't, I, it just challenged the notion of what you believe to be um, an acceptable use of time. No, that, that's, that's so real. Cause the, um, cause as I think about it, um, I know Ritalin and um, ADHD and ADD medication, a lot of it is um, they liken it to heroin, you know? So I would actually liken uh, I don't know about Ritalin, but Adderall. And Adderall, like, definitely. It's, Adderall is not, um, cannot be compared to heroin, but it is okay. the exact same thing as methamphetamine. Okay. It is, there's no, there's no chemical structure difference um, between um, methamphetamine and Adderall. So it's okay. like, yeah, if you want to focus and you have the, and you aren't, he, sitting here with all these other compounding fract, uh, fact, factors, excuse me, mm -hmm. if that's what you have your hands on, the same way people illegally take Adderall, you, but you're okay with somebody taking somebody else's prescription, but you're not okay with them getting the pure form of methamphetamine and right. taking a small dose of that or right. a dose of that that is attributable to their ability to be more focused. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and I mean, I guess, I guess, after listening to him and I did listen to the um I was gonna call it Bed and Breakfast Club. Um the Breakfast Club uh show. Um and, and like you I hated it too because I'm like I couldn't make it through. Yeah, it's like yeah. if y'all would let him talk, I think I could kinda gather what he's saying and maybe agree with him in a lot of instances. One one of the things I was um 
you know, one of those things that made me go, okay, kind of put me at ease was the fact that he was saying, I'm, I know that drug use is a thing and it's going to always be a thing. So I'm not telling people don't, I'm not telling people to do drugs. I'm saying people already are doing drugs, whether we tell them to do it or not to do it. I'm saying, this is how you don't OD. This is how you don't Mm -hmm. die from it. (laughs) This is how you don't get strung out on it. And, and with that said, I think that might be a, um, um, an honorable cause, you know, and I think that's yeah. kind of like what he's getting at. Well, I think that's what he's getting at. Drug yeah. use for adults, for sure. Um, yeah. um, a lot. Um, see, I got. I have to think about it. Elena, thank you for your time. If anybody has any other any things that they want to say before she goes, um, T, you look like you got something to say over there. No, I got nothing. I'm just listening. I'm yeah. It in. Okay. Well, Are you sure you have nothing? I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Say it. Say it. I'm just. I'm. Um. I don't. I don't really have anything to say. I'm just listening and taking it in because I never really heard it from this perspective in mm-hmm. my family. Uh. You know, I've had like my mom was addicted to drugs. Uh, mm-hmm. my uncle died from drugs. I have alcoholic uncles and stuff. So for me personally, I don't do anything. Um, yeah, I just thought the Spider-Man quote was funny because anybody who knows me knows I'm the biggest Spider-Man fan. But besides that, I'm just listening and hearing things from a different perspective. Because yeah, for me, it's just for me, I'm just like, what? But you know, so and- you, yeah, yeah. So you should definitely read his first book. Um, not assuming because addiction, you just admitted that addiction is in your family. But like, he's from Carroll City, Miami. His mother was abused by his addictive father, like all of that stuff. He tried and sold substances far beyond and before he was in the military, which is what got me interested in him as a person. Because it was like, well, his journey is not similar to mine at all. I grew up in the suburbs, but his journey is interesting because like this type of person is why I became interested because I really was interested in protecting children like him. Mm. Um, And then as I got deeper, it was like, oh, well, the protective measures are in everything else because drugs are going to exist in any community. I experienced seeing people use drugs when I growing up in the suburbs of Connecticut. I de- like I saw people taking shrooms in the middle of class. In school. Mm. So it's not about like the, the um, exposure to substances, the exposure to addicts because they exist in all communities. It's the um, access to help, but also the, the, access to equitable needs being met like simple stuff but yeah now i understand why you said you had nothing to say (laughs) i'm like he got a lot to say i'm I'm yeah (laughs) um um elena thank you so much for being here we really appreciate you i am going to speak for myself and let you know that you helped me digest this a lot better um and they're not in their head. So um, I think that they are in agreement with me. So I appreciate you. Um, thank you for being with us. And of course, does she have an Instagram or anything? Oh, yes, she does. Oh, also, I do. Congratulations, but hold on. congratulations, by the way, I didn't want to miss. Thank that. you. So thank you. Uh, 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 on top of her um, owning an apartment building, which is <laughs> which is still mind boggling, owning an apartment building at 25 and um do you have your doctorate yet? No, 
I am. Um, so I switched field somehow. Somehow. Um, and so now I'm an epidemiologist. So I'm getting my um, my certification in public health. And then probably after the wedding, we're, we'll discuss whether or not I'm going back to school. I'm interested, but he might not be interested. Because <laughs> that's a different level of stress for me. And I don't know how he would be able to handle the attitude. Uh. But yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good to know that. That's so beautiful. Well, congratulations yeah. to you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, if you are um, comfortable enough to share your Instagram, um, that would I mean, be sure. Yeah. So it's really long. Um, it's at miscellaneous, but like it's not spelled right. <laughs> it's at M-I-S-S-E-L-L-E-L-A-N-E-O-U-S. Because my name is Elaine. Okay. Right. We, don't we, gotta do it. <laughs> we, we don't got to do all of it. No, nah, it, it. it was dope. It was dope. Shout out to you. On, on that Instagram, you can find, I don't know if you post in your sneakers anymore, but. Um, yeah, I haven't posted sneakers in a while. I'm a reformed sneakerhead. Yeah, I know. That's I dope. know. I'm real I'm reformed. Back. No. <laughs> no, I love sneakers. We could talk all day. I love how my um my um female co-hosts are fangirling over you quietly right now. This is dope. Listen, yeah, I love it. Yeah. All right, thank you so much. Of course, Appreciate thanks for having me. Have a good night. Oh, for sure. Good night. Peace. All right, guys. What a gem. Yeah, man. I, I was. I'm very appreciative of that. that mm-hmm. was, I that like was shoes. I like her because she likes shoes. <laughs> that's why you like her because she likes shoes. Yeah, that's a big part of it. I started okay. smelling the most when she started talking about shoes. No, I started talking about shoes. Well, whoever brought it up, that's what made Dang, my I'm ready smile. to argue. You hear me? I'm. I apologize. <laughs> Oh, we're, we're all here, guys. We're like one big heavy family. Hi, Devin. Wait, I got Devin. Muted. I got Devin. He can't talk. He can't talk. Oh, it's not muted anymore. Hi, Devin. What up? Hi, Tobias. What what's up? What's up? Alright, guys. What do y'all want to talk about? That's all I had. You said I'm ready to argue. <laughs> I thought you had like, a topic. <laughs> what like, you want to talk about, Ray? <sighs> what, what is that Huh? Um, is it from Ray? No, 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 no. Why is it? It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. Um, life. Life. Yep. Yep. Oh, he said. He said. I want to talk about that plan. I want to talk about that plan you've been thinking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What you want to talk about, Ray? What you want to talk about? He's trying to talk about that plan that you've been thinking about. I'm like, I ain't thinking about no plan, Ray. I missed that version. <laughs> like, I still feel like we're, I still feel like we're getting. Guess like, what? That, I might watch that tonight. I have that DVD. I might watch that. That would be a good watch. The Eddie stuff, but I missed that version of Martin. Like, I feel like Martin's kind of hasn't really been dropping. Yeah, yet. old old Martin is gone. Yeah. Because yeah, a lot of Martin comedy came from like his look. Like sometimes he made certain faces, he did certain things. He was very like fit and athletic. I don't feel like he channels that energy anymore. What's, nah. what's dope about that movie is he was like the straight man. Like you know, normally he's the the in your face one, but in that mm-hmm. movie, yeah, yeah, he played the trying to keep everything together, responsible yeah. one. 
Yeah. Yeah, that that's a classic. You spent a lot of part like a lot of time watching that movie feeling bad for his character. <laughs> Yo, for <laughs> real. Should feel bad for his character from the beginning. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. The basis that, of the movie was a sad There was a moment him. where they made you feel worse for Eddie though over him. I can't remember exactly at what moment it was, yeah. but there was there was one moment he was like, "All right, Martin, ease up, man, ease up." Because <laughs> when he started talking about that man's daddy's watch, spending life in <laughs> said, one more thing about my daddy's watch, right? Oh no, he had it coming. He like she like Alana just said, "You spending life in prison because of spending life in prison because of like because of that watch." Matter of fact, oh, no, 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 I'm not easing up. No, they don't. They didn't even know each other. That's the part I'm like, oh no, I'm not going to Right, right. <laughs> that, that's a sad movie, y'all. Like they oh, made it seem like it was sad. a happy ending. That's a yeah, it was sad. Yeah, super sad. That's yeah, super sad. sad. <laughs> like yo, like they made like, they made comedy out of like a sad, very realistic could happen in, yeah, that, in those days and times like, situation. You you want to watch a tragedy? You mean like the Black Messiah? Like, nah, let's watch Life. That movie. <laughs> let's watch Life, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, what do you, what do y'all have to say about uh, what Elena, Elena? Lord Jesus, I'm a I'm a just delete Elena as a friend so I can remember my other friend's name. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, what option? That when I got on wow. it, I'm sure we could come up with a better plan than that. I mean, if we're just going to land on that one. Yeah. When, when I got on here and he said <laughs> Elena, I was like, why are you butchering Elena's name like that? He's so like, you can't be my friend no more. No. Because I got to remember her name. <laughs> Use a parentheses, bro. Why could my name be Use a parentheses. Use a parentheses, bro. <laughs> so, do y'all plan on um, using heroin anytime soon to better your work life? Um, no. Great drugs come great yeah, but I actually got some right here, so I want to tell everybody. No. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> With great drugs come great responsibility. I'm glad you asked. So that's uh... what the video said. The video said that I almost died laughing during that video. I was okay. like, what are... can somebody can somebody bring me up to speak? Can somebody give me like a quick little like... drug? That's the real right, cool. time. I'll roll with it. Appreciate you. No, that's not that's not the the takeaway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the opposite of what they want you to take away. Yeah. That's the exact opposite, actually. But the video did say, "With great drugs come great responsibility," and that's when I <laughs> that's the I hate that. Actually, like, it. don't repeat it again. I hate it. So I, much. I hated it so much. That's why I said I'm because they quoted Spider Man. That's why I was like, "What's going on?" That's where I came. So in I on. take it that he's just advocating like for responsible extra correct. Uh, like yes. drug usage, right? Yes. That, yeah, that's hey what man. I take from it. Oh, okay. Hey, man, if you want some cocaine, do it smartly. And here's how. I'm just like this. <laughs> I'm just like this. If you're going to be responsible and you're going to teach people and help people that are out here strung out, cool. But mm-hmm. um, let's be very educated on this. Don't Don't take his words and think, oh, you could be a bum out here and doing it because, oh, a doctor who's been studying this for years said it's deemed okay. Right. There's nothing wrong. lose your house and your family and be on the streets like, you know, I'm just following what that doctor said. Right. Also, also, said, uh, let's not be irresponsible about it. I also right. feel like he's the exception, not the rule, but 
I was about to say that one thing that Charlemagne said in the interview that really stood out to me was that he's speaking from a point of privilege. And I think that that's very true. Like he has won the education. He also has um, an innumerable innumerable amount of resources that he has gotten both from grants and then also his ability to travel to these places where there's a pure form of heroin that we don't have access to here in America. Mm -hmm. So with these resources, um, you know, tangible to him, he's given a different option. I bet if his only option was to go get heroin from the streets, which I don't even know who sells heroin right now, but why would I? I don't know anything about drugs, really. But anyway, I don't hear about many people casually doing heroin right now. I'm sure people do. He has a different option. And yeah, I mean, you just have to be really careful. And I think what I said to my friend after watching the interview was like, I generally can like exist in the gray area with most things. Like I can find the objectivity of anything, even if I don't agree with it. I can find a way to say, okay, objectively, that's true. But also, I still don't agree, right? But with this, even though I can understand the what he's saying objectively, I think that there are also things that you could present, even in context, that are still dangerous, depending on the audience. And so... Yeah, you're you're being you're you're educating us. You're giving us the examples of the way in which you use it in a healthy way, in a safe way, safe way. Um, but in reality, how many people who are listening to this, based off the crowds that you're speaking to, actually have the resources to do the same thing? And so maybe they'll just take what they can and try to do that safely. But can it actually be safe if it's not done exactly how you did it? So I think that there's a danger in the presentation of it regardless. I understand his point. I understand his goal, but it's like the audience is also a really important part of whether you, you decide to say something publicly or not. I agree a wholeheartedly. So that's why I was quiet because I feel like it's so, and then I know me personally, I have a lot of ties into it on the negative end of that. But honestly, for me, that was um, on the same level as Magic Johnson telling me to throw set, set, safe sets out the window. Like, I was just like, bro, that's... When did he say that? Uh, he didn't. But if he came to me and said that, then I'll be like, nah, bro. Like, you... <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> <strange>. <laughs> no, no, it's kind of like my, um, my mom used to always say how she would hate when um, a pastor would... Um, get up there and tell way too in-depth stories of his delivery or his or her delivery or, you know, everything they used to do. And I used to be a pimp on the street, slapping hoes left and right. Like, you know, just, just, <laughs> just like you got to be careful what you say to an audience that doesn't have the same um, access to things that you have if you're going to, you know. Like, and here I am today. Look at me. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody out there, like I have to go slap some hoes this weekend. Jesus. Yep, yep. Like you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Dave was like, "That reminds me." Very true. <laughs> you should responsibly share your testimony. <laughs> right. But I mean, I don't think that he's even necessarily. I mean, he's testifying technically, but I don't think he's speaking of a deliverance from more than he is speaking to right, it's like right. the ability to exist in and that's different right. like yeah that's just a different conversation it's like ah, mm-hmm. the type of people that listen to the breakfast club i think it's probably a wide range of people but i don't know if the this is not ball. a columbia ted talk 
This is not right. going to be a university TED talk, and I will speak to. I will say it like that. The Breakfast Club is not that. That's not that platform. To his credit, they asked him to come on there. Um, it's true. It's true. They asked true. him to come on, and because um some statements that he did make at some TED talk, um, and I guess because of some articles, of some that, articles were that were coming up about him. About him. Can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me twice? twice? Yes, yeah, I don't know what that is. Maybe Atlanta took me out the headphone. Um, I get where he's coming from. It's like, fam, I, I wrote a book about this. I'm not telling people to do drugs. I wrote a book on how to use drugs responsibly, just like how they do with alcohol, cigarettes, or whatever it might be. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not advocating for him. I just want everything to be out there. You know what I mean? And um, because at first I'm like, yo, this is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, why does this guy still have a job? And then you come to find out, wait, wait a minute. This is actually this is actually his job. And so it's not illegal for him to do the drugs that he's doing because he's getting them from from um, labs that are approved and this, that, and the third. And he's also educating people on how to, um, yeah, not die from this stuff like yo don't buy don't get it off the street know what's in it no like make sure that it's this and that um my take on it as with drugs in general is the same but that's kind of crazy seeing how like you have to factor in like otc otc drugs you know what i'm saying you got to factor in um drugs that are prescribed as opposed to drugs that you, you know what I mean? That like when you hear heroin, you like, man, that's the worst of them all. <laughs> that's up there. You know what I mean? And he's saying even this can be controlled. And um, yeah, I'm never going to try. I'm going to just take him at his word. But he's doing what you know. He got, like you just said, he has grants that are like providing and like who, okay. no, he isn't he probably like, is he, what is he like, the only person in America? Who else has who else has that kind of access? That's a good point, too. So he's saying don't, don't buy something off the street that you can only get off the street. <laughs> exactly. That's a good point. I, I wouldn't know the first place to get heroin. Do you know what I'm saying? This is not like the era yeah. of Ray Charles. Like, where do we even get that? Get out of here, Dewey. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, speaking of, can I just, <laughs> it was such a, like, not neat, but very organized drug. Because the only time I've seen heroin use was in Ray, the, in Ray, and then this weekend when I watched the Billie Holiday movie. I haven't watched it yet. And Billie, well, you know she did heroin, right? So that's not a, yeah. it's not really yeah. a teaser. Couldn't turn this up, you mean a spoiler? <laughs> spoiler, yes. Mm-hmm. It's not a spoiler. And when they were doing heroin, like they had these neat little like leather things and everything was all stacked up and in its own space. And I was like, you know, people smoke weed and I see that all the time. It never looks this organized. They don't give them little cases. No other drug have I seen little cases for. She said they little have these cases. neat little cases. You could probably get your own color. Y'all stop. I'm serious. I'm very serious. I promise you I stopped and thought about that in the Billy Holiday movie. I'm not making that up. Where is that stream? Hulu. 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 Yes. Probably a good watch, too. Please watch it. Might have to get a Hulu account tonight. It's worth it. That movie is worth (laughs) it. Look at Tobias. (laughs) Look at Tobias. What are you doing? I love that boy. (laughs) 
What'd I do? <laughs> he was looking at her like, yeah, you gotta get one. <laughs> Y'all are mad. I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry. Well, like, don't ask for mine. <laughs> exactly. <Basically>. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. That's why I stopped. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta get one. <laughs> like, nah, my brother. Nah, my brother. You have to get your own. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, speaking of which, um, Coming to America 2 comes out uh, on March 5th. How y'all feeling? I'm not excited about it. I'm excited. Um, Eddie's my, first, my favorite you comedian. Thank you telling me how you're not feeling. How are you <laughs> feeling about right. it? Eddie's my favorite comedian, but I'm feeling indifferent. Okay. I don't what is it going to be? Is it going to be Netflix or? I don't even know. video, I thought. Oh, it's on Netflix. I'm feeling half and half about it. There's, I, I there's a part of me that time. like you said what Dev? Someone it is someone on Prime. Dev, go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah I, I wanted y'all to get that situated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but uh, Sharice, go ahead. Nah, I won't. <laughs> you can't pull cool between- rank because you don't like what somebody say. It was between her and him, and he talked about I wanted y'all to get that situated. And that was on y'all. Yeah, I, I was like, there was three people talking about the platform and song, so I wanted everybody to, to figure that out. <laughs> A lot of cleared that up. Go, Dev. <laughs> ahead, no, but I feel um, I feel half and half about it. There's half of me that is like, heck no, the original is a classic. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. It shouldn't be touched. Leave it the heck alone. Mm-hmm. And then there's this other selfish half of me that's like, you know, from what I see so far, it looks like some classic Eddie Murphy comedy. And I haven't seen his comedy in a long time, like anything new from him in a while. And I'm I'm here to see it, so I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I'm indifferent about it. Like, kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm half here for it, half not. But I, no, I'm it still doesn't. Watch it. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't look like classic Eddie Murphy comedy. It looks like a setup. It looks like they're gonna give us in the trailer these moments where they feel real nostalgic, like the barbershop scene where he happens to play this all those characters, right? And then he's going to <laughs> pop up enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's gonna pop up enough, and he's gonna be Eddie. And he's going to be great, Eddie. But then the other characters who I am underwhelmed to see are going to be the majority of the story. And I'm not happy to see Tiana Taylor in it. No, I was about to say that. I was going to say it's not that I dislike any of the characters, but do I want to see them come to America? No, I don't. I don't want to see Tim or Tiana remake coming to America too. But I'm glad they're getting a bag. Praise God. They bet not touch (laughs) Boomerang or Harlem Nights. They bet not touch. Yeah, Boomerang yeah, or Harlem Nights. You already know Boomerang is coming right on up. They bet not touch. Boomerang is my favorite. They bet not. In Alana, the they've already no. touched. They've already touched Boomerang. What the show? It's a Boomerang single. That's a show. That's a that's a sitcom. We talk about a movie. I'm they talking about they bet it. not try to do it like a Boomerang a two. two. Okay, it's kind of like a okay. Did it get canceled yet? <laughs> Yeah, probably so. That shit was ass. Wait, wait, is it still yeah. out? This is a new show. <laughs> God, this show came out like two years ago, two oh, or three. Okay. I never watched. Shoot a twofer, <laughs> a threefer. <laughs> I was like, what? 
I've uh, never watched it, so yeah. I don't have an opinion of it. I mean, but other I than tried. I wasn't interested to watch I it. I tried. Mm-mm. No. I'm, I'm excited. I, I think I think Tracy Morgan is going to be okay in it. Of course. Uh, I'm excited, actually. I don't, Somebody I don't know. Tell us why you're excited. Uh, I just am. I think the trailer was funny to me. Oh, she did. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying that I'm, it's, I'm excited because um, the trailer was funny to me and some of the recent things that Eddie's been. That's what I was saying earlier. Like some of the recent things Eddie has been doing has still been funny or good. So I, I for whatever reason, a part of me feels like uh, if he had his hands in it enough that he wouldn't want to touch one. A movie that he knows is everybody's. Like a lot of not everybody, but a lot of people's favorites, and just flub it up. Now maybe now now I'm saying that, and then I know we're gonna have an opponent further review if it's bad, and y'all gonna replay this clip of Tobias saying this, and I'm like, yeah, it was. Awesome. You know, but, uh, I, but, uh, I ain't about to do all that editing. Trust me. But uh, <laughs> I'm about to do all. But uh, yeah, I I like we've we've seen some of our remakes and they be bad, but like when that when they came back out with Bad Boys, I was like, uh oh. And um, oh, I actually like Bad Boys. I thought it wasn't that bad. Did you? It was. It wasn't as like Eddie's parts were. I mean, my, not Eddie, but um, Martin's parts were funny. But it still wasn't classic Martin. It was more so a Will Smith movie. It wasn't really like. Classic. It was but, all Will Smith. Yeah, it was all Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, I don't. I don't. So I say that with. Um, I say that in saying that I feel like Eddie has more his hand more in this. Than you know the people who had their hand in Bad Boys because it wasn't the same director, it wasn't the same creator, um, none of that. Uh, but this is you know Eddie, know this is legacy, and I don't think uh, I I feel like with like Dolomite and all this stuff, I feel like Eddie's been like, yo, I got something to prove. When he hosted Saturday Night Live uh, recently, I was laughing the whole time. You didn't see that? I thought it was funny. No, uh, what I'm saying is that he ain't got nothing to prove. He's stamped. Oh yeah, I mean he is. But then, but then if he if he puts some trash out, then who who wants their legacy to end with just them dudes doing anything? I would. So. I don't. I Eddie, mean, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie's legacy is not going to be tarnished by something that he produces for entertainment. It'll be tarnished by something of his character because right. Eddie has already he's done too much. It's just, I mean, he's all. And, and if that's the case, he's already produced things that people call trash. The movie with right. the birds in the tree. Like, people don't like that. I watch it and I crack up. Oh, my goodness. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I it, ju- too. But there's a lot of people who don't like that movie. They don't consider that Eddie Gold. And I don't necessarily Earth consider it Eddie Gold, but Eddie is Gold to me. So it's whatever. I am, I am one but of them. Eddie, you're, right about, you're right about the fact that, like, his hand is in it. So I will... I will I'm going to watch it regardless, but I think that that can help open my mind a little bit more to, like, being receptive to it is the fact that he is directing it. Um, and he is behind the camera as much it, even in in front. So that's a little helpful. And I, I'm a, I'm also a fan of Arsenio Hall. So I don't know. It's kind of going to be cool. To me. Arsenio with Eddie. Uh, I'm not here yeah. to carry your joy. I just <laughs> want to know. Not Arsenio solo. <laughs> Arsenio with Eddie. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just here to, you know, pick your brain as to why you were excited. That's all. I'm happy to hear you're excited. Man. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I saw saw Arsenio doing an interview the other day and I put it I I think I was talking to Sharice I said yo I thought this was Lena Waithe 
Good night. Okay, so we're gonna wrap for the evening. Oh snap! Thank God. Y'all gotta see it though. Y'all gotta see it. Good evening. Y'all didn't see it. It was in the group chat. What are we actually trying to say? It was in the group chat. I saw that. What are we actually trying to say? What am I trying to say? <laughs> I think I feel like I said it. I don't think I try to say we can't, I think it. I it. No, I think well, I the, the, the underlying truth of that can't be. Well, Lena actually happens to really look a lot like a man. That's always been the truth. So, what are we saying about Arsenio from the fact he looks like Lena Wave? Oh, okay. Or Lena Wave looks like him. I don't know. They look like each other. Okay. And we're going to talk about this Mr. Potato Head situation. Oh, well, what wait. We've already we've already we talked about it. We've, back, we've already Come talked back. about it actually. Please go wow. back and listen to episode he 142. Does look like Lena Way. Told you. I, yeah. So don't be trying to silence me. Wait a minute. Is this mascara? Oh, is that <laughs> is, is that the picture you're looking at? I looked at a bunch, but is that makeup? No, I don't think it looks like Lena Waits right there. <laughs> but is that makeup? Probably. Looks Probably. Like I don't know. Possibly. Reminds me of Beast Slade. All right, y'all. This I has mean, been a, a, more than good. Just here. Are we good? Are we good? Yep. All hearts and minds are clear. <laughs> God, um, I think Amen. this, I think, um, what, I think, what's March 5th? Friday? Yep. Yes. So coming to America comes out Friday. I gotta steal my sister's Amazon Prime, and by steal I mean ask her for her credentials. Um, and uh, we'll maybe talk about it next week. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I, I would play a song to play us out, but you know. yeah. no sound man. <laughs> not 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 on this episode. All right. She was like, oh, you got to do this for the next 30 seconds. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share. Hey, maybe we can make up a theme song right now since Tobias hasn't given us one yet. Yo, yo, thank y'all for listening. Thank God. I can't Tobias, you was like what, Tobias? You was like what? I thought you was gonna flow. I was like, no. Like rewatch, rewatch it back. I was sitting here like, oh snap. Um, you have been listening to Thank God for the group chat. I have been your host. Um, I thank um all of these beautiful people for being here. Um, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Um, on Facebook, um, Apple Podcasts. Um, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, Spreaker, um, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, that's where we at. Um, And yeah, we out. Bailey, Daddy loves you. Peace. Are you feeling down, anxious, not yourself? Sometimes medication can help. Having to find a provider, wait for an appointment, then deal with a huge bill can make things worse. Do better with HERS. We'll connect you with a licensed psychiatry provider for an online evaluation. If medication's prescribed, HERS ships directly to your door. Affordable care, no insurance required. Get started with a free consultation at forhers.com. That's F-O-R-H-E-R-S.com. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information.